Hey friend, you are listening to Real Talk with Rachel, and I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. I'm a therapist who loves to draw you closer to Jesus and offer practical tools to help you walk confidently in who you are in Christ. Tune in on Mondays for short talk therapy episodes, always 15 minutes or less. And on Wednesdays, we sprinkle in guest interviews with people I feel can equip your mental, emotional, relational, physical, or spiritual health. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. Stick around until the end of today's show for a short segment where I share counselor-approved strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through simple action steps. Well, today's episode equips your spiritual health as we discuss choosing freedom over fear. Let me introduce you to today's guest, and then I will tell you why I brought him on the show. Kevin Sorbo is most known for the lead role in Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, which went on to become the most watched TV show in the world. Following that success, Sorbo has been in over 90 movies and TV shows, including God's Not Dead, Soul Surfer, Reagan, Two and a Half Men, Psych, Hawaii Five-O, and The O.C. Sorbo also directed and acted in the latest Left Behind movie based on the Jerry Jenkins award-winning books, Rise of the Antichrist, which is out in theaters January 26th, 2023. Now, I shared a little bit about this in today's episode, so I don't want to say too much, but I do want you to know this. I am one of those kids who read the Left Behind books, and I grew up hearing a lot about the rapture. In fact, in today's episode, I shared a little bit of a funny story there, but my family and I had a chance to preview this movie and it brought up great conversation with our kids. Now, since my heart on this show is to talk about things that don't get very much discussion, this topic seemed like a great fit. I highly encourage you to go if you can Like make every effort that you're able to, to go see it in theaters on January 26th. Um, But if you miss that date, and if you're listening to this after that date, you can still view it online at kevinsorbo.com. And then he shares several links. We've got those in the show notes. So find it wherever you can, okay? Well, this conversation with Kevin, it was fun. He's a fun guy. I learned some things about him I did not know. And it was action-packed. So please help me welcome him to the show. Well, hello, Kevin, and welcome to the show. Good to be here. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. And before we jump into the exciting thing that we're going to talk about today, I like to throw a curveball at my... oh Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Sometimes I warn people, sometimes I don't. You were one I forgot to warn. It's not too bad, I don't think. Uh, what is a random or fun fact about you that I would not read in your professional bio that maybe people who have followed you would be like, huh, I didn't know that about him? Um, I play guitar and I just play it for myself and my family. That's about it. Nice. Have you ever you played go. publicly even once? No, no, never have. Never nice. have. I, uh, I just like to do it for myself. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 70 soul. I like, you know, Dan Fogelberg and the Eagles and people like that. And it's just, I know it's just, it's just, it's, it's kind of therapy for me more than anything else. I think. Absolutely. I think we all should have something like that. That's just our yeah. own. Yeah. No need to post about it. Just no, have it be our just, thing. It's just something I do on my own. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for sharing. All right, let's jump into it. So today we are talking about the movie that is soon to be released, Left Behind. 
and I actually had the privilege of seeing it already. They sent me a, oh. yeah. So anything you want to just, we can go maybe a little deeper than uh, even able to go. And actually I watched it with my husband and our three kids and it was a really cool experience because uh, we got to have a good conversation with them about a lot of stuff. Um, and I can share with you, too, a little bit about my upbringing and uh, my sure. my view of the rapture and stuff. But anyway, I thought I would just share that with you, that we got to see it um, ahead of time and had a great conversation with our kids. So how about you tell us your heart behind being part of this project? Well, number one, I got to ask you, I don't know, when, when did you see it? How long ago? Uh, like two days ago. Wow. Yeah. You probably, I don't know if you got a full edited copy or not, because I know they're still working on music and some special effects. We did not because all of the screens were green screens. That yeah. On so, ours. yeah. So you didn't get, you didn't get yeah. the full thing. So that, and that makes a difference as yes. well, obviously, but still you got, you probably got, you got a good view of probably 90% of what it's going to be about. Um, the guys behind this cloud 10 based out of Toronto, they've owned the rights to the movies for the books for 30 years or whatever. And they started way back with Kirk Cameron back in 2000. He did a number of variations of it. The most recent one is probably seven or eight years ago with Nicolas Cage. I took over that role of the, the Raymond Steele. They, when that movie came out, it came out roughly the same time God's Not Dead came out. And God's Not Dead obviously became a massive hit. And that it became a hit because of people, people that gave it word of mouth. Because we don't have a $100 million advertising budget that James Cameron does for Avatar. We, we we do good movies with hope and faith and love and redemption and laughter, things that Hollywood won't do. But I wish we had the budget they did to get it out there so people know about it. Because even to this day, I get stopped by people. Hey, I saw your movie, What If, or Let There Be Light, and it came out you know, five years ago. And it's just, it, they people need word of mouth. And that's what this movie needs as well. So what happened was um, Cloud 10 got inundated with so many people saying, why do you have Nicolas Cage in that role? It should have been Kevin Sorbo. So they called me and flew to L.A. when I was living in L.A. at that time. Uh, back in 2015 and said, hey, we got a movie, uh, the next one we want to do with you. And it took all this time to finally get it done. We shot it last year at the, we shot it last October, November, December of just uh, 2021. So it's just a little over a year ago. It's been done now. And now it's finally coming out in theaters. I got to direct it. I, I loved it. I read the books many, many years ago to be part of that team part of those books, which had a huge influence on me in terms of, you know, to look at what the rapture is going to be like, what the second coming is going to be like, what happens to the world afterwards with tribula uh, tribulation, all that kind of stuff. I was fascinated by it. And so for me to jump on board um, and also get the honor of directing it, it was great to work with such an amazing crew, amazing uh, cast that we got involved. I, I don't know, I have high hopes for it. I think in any other time before COVID, this movie would have been out in theaters uh, across the country it is across the country but we only have a fathom event and that's the and i love what fathom does because it allows movies to still get out there but you know you only get one screen one run per day so i've already heard stories that some screens are already filling up and they're adding other screens which is great we're going to be on 1500 screens now so it's still 1500 screens which is a blessing if we fill these theaters up and people show up they will extend it it'll keep on rolling and keep on rolling so we need people to go to leftbehindmovie.com, leftbehindmovie.com. They can see the trailer. They can see um, uh, the theaters where it's showing near them. So I hope people jump on board and support these movies because I get stopped all the time from people and say, make more movies like God's Not Dead and What If. Well, guys, I'm making them, but you got to support them. Otherwise, Hollywood's going to win this battle. And trust me, right now, they're winning the culture battle. 
Absolutely. Well, my family is a big fan of your work. Just God's Not Dead. Watch those with our kids as well. And I know, you know, just as a household, we were talking a little before the show, we're, we're here in Texas and uh, we love to be able to have just really great conversations with our kids. Like that's why my husband and I, we bring these, we bring them along with us and we have these conversations. I am a counselor, but also this show is called Real Talk with Rachel. And so I'm just a big believer in hard conversations are great. And you know, deep stuff that um, I wanna be the one who teaches my kids about the stuff. Like you said, I don't- how, how old are your kids? So my kids are 11, 13 and 16. Okay, roughly. We're 21, uh, 18, and 17. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what our theory has always been. We don't sugarcoat anything with them from this type, you know, religious type talks down to sexuality. Like, I'm like, I want to be the one who teaches them. So let's have that conversation together. So let's talk for a sec. You said you read the books before you took on the role. I actually read the books. Uh, my, my dad's a pastor, so I grew up you know, hearing about the rapture and different things. And I read the books when I was younger. And one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation with my kids and let them watch it with us is because for me as a kid, it's actually, it's funny now. And at the time it wasn't, but I heard so much about the rapture when I was younger that if I couldn't find my parents, like maybe they went to the store and I didn't know it, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I was left behind. Uh, did I get <laughs> left behind? And I'd start looking for their clothes and like, now I can laugh about it, you know? And I told my kids sure. this, I'm like, okay, that's, yeah, that that's sad. I was living in a little bit of fear there. Um, that's not what God wants for us. But uh, I did grow up hearing about it, but I will say, I don't feel like, this, this is not a sermon you hear preached on the weekends anymore. You know, we're not necessarily no. talking about this very much. And so that was my heart for our family is I want them to be educated because, you know, when you're educated, that reduces those levels of fear and anxiety, right? Like, yeah. oh, okay, now yeah. I know the facts and I, now I know what the Bible says and I know how that lines up with culture and how, you know, when mm -hmm. we're constantly measuring, that's our measuring stick, the Bible is. And so for you, you said, um, I would love to actually just hear your story. Like I'd even, if you're willing to share your salvation story and then even how you start to learn more about this as you prepared for the role. Well, I grew up, I grew up in Minnesota. I'm a Norwegian, uh, typical Lutheran family. You know, my parents were uh, hardworking people. My mom was a nurse. My dad was a school teacher in junior high school level, but my mom became a full-time mom with five kids. I'm the fourth of those five, but they instilled hard work into all of us. They just, uh, a strong will into all of us to pursue the dreams we wanted to pursue. And um, for me, I, I, I don't think, I can't remember <laughs> not becoming someone of faith. I always believed in God. I always believed Jesus walked the earth. Even the greatest agnostics, even the greatest atheists in the world, like a singer, Dawkins, Hitchens, they don't deny that there was a Jesus. There was a guy that preached and his name was Jesus. So that part you you, you cannot deny. But um, it's always been there for me. I, but I certainly remember uh, two things in my teenage years. The, the first one, when I was 13 years old, I went to see the Reverend Billy Graham speak. And it was amazing to hear him speak. Uh, 250,000 people outdoors, Serena, it was huge. It was just the St. Paul Fairgrounds outside, hot August night, it was beautiful. And then when he finished, he asked people to come up to meet with his volunteers. And something I normally wouldn't do, I went up, met met with one of the volunteers. And before I knew it, I felt the hand on my head, I turned around, it was Reverend Billy Graham. And that was huge. It just, it was amazing how it stuck with me. And I'd been friends with his son uh, after, after I think, you know, because of Hercules Andromeda, my two series that ran for so long, um, I started to get to meet a lot of people. And I told that story in Larry King's show, and I got to meet the Reverend Franklin Graham. And I've been friends with Franklin ever since, over the last 25 years. So um, it's always been part of my life. It's never really left my life. And, uh, you know, I think I tell people all the time, I said, 
you know, it's it's tough to get people to go to go to churches because because of what the media has done, what the, what the television and movies have done. Uh, so I also tell people it's easy to ask your agnostic friends and atheist friends to come to a movie, though. So take them to a movie because I see what my movies have done. I see the effect it's had on people. I used to get stopped all the time at airports and hotel lobbies because of Hercules or Andromeda. I get stopped all the time now because, hey, make more movies like God's Not Dead and and Soul Surfer and Let There Be Light. That's what people ask me now, like 80 percent of the time. It's amazing. I get stopped. I've been stopped by people that were Muslim and said, I became a Christian because of your movies. And I get that on my website, MsorboStudios.com. I get people sending these stories saying how my movies have affected them because I know that this has sort of become my way of harvesting, right? We're called to go out and speak the words. And I, and I know why some people have a pullback because I've seen Christians battle with each other, basically saying, you know, my belief is stronger than your belief and all that kind of stuff. And I've had atheists say, the trouble is with you Christians is you think you're so righteous, so much better. And we're not better. We're sinful every bloody day. I'm not a perfect human being in any way. And I still am growing all the time. I'm just hoping that I'm living a life for the most part that's a better life than I know what evils in the world that I'm not living that those kind of that those in those kind of worlds. So I'm just doing the bit that I can. I'm not saying that I'm perfect in any way. And I think that's what people have to get past uh, that, that don't want to do anything. They say, Oh God, that's, that's ridiculous. And I, I said, well, let's talk about that. You know, I'm, I'm happy to talk to anybody about it anytime, anywhere. I really am. I have no problem with that. So the movies that I'm doing, I hope that uh, will change people's lives. And I'm already finding that you mentioned God's not dead. Well, I recommend you to watch what if you probably never seen what if, I haven't. Well, what if was what if was the first movie I really did a faith based movie back in 2010? It was directed by Dallas Jenkins, who's now doing The Chosen. Now Dallas is a son of Jerry Jenkins, who did the Left Behind books along with Tim LaHaye. So there's my tie in there. Dallas is a friend. So what if in my book I've done over 70 movies? It's in my top three. In my book, it's a better movie than God's Not Dead. But how do you get these little independent movies? So I recommend What If for your family yeah. to watch. Your kids will love this movie. It is a great, wonderful movie. It's like a reverse It's a Wonderful Life, where I'm visited by an angel uh, that says, you know, I've gone down the wrong road in life, but the trouble is I like the road I'm on. Mm. I don't want to go to any other road. So I go kicking and screaming to this other world that God wanted me on, but they've given me, God's given me, free choice, right? We, we have the, we can make up our own mind. So if I want to go back to the world I was before I can. So it's an interesting book. It's very funny. It's very touching. Um, and I think people, if they, if they would take the time to watch it, they, it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. Ooh, yeah. Thank you. We will definitely do that. So, okay. Yeah. This brings up a good question. You just told me about what if, which we have not viewed. And then so this interview will release before the latest movie, Left Behind, is in theaters sure. on January 26th. So, of course, everybody who listens in before then, they're going to be able to go watch in theaters, and we're going to encourage Excellent. them to do that. But what about for all of us listening after the fact? Where can we find all these movies? Uh, well, one, you can go to my site, SorboStudios.com. Okay. They're, they're all right there as well. You can go online. I know that PureFlix still uh, is there. PureFlix sold their streaming service to Sony Affirmed. Sony Firm does a lot of movies um, with the Kendrick brothers, like War Room and Courageous and Fireproof and things like that. But I know that they still have a tie with them. I know Pure Flix now has changed their name to Pinnacle, Pinnacle uh, Pictures. 
but they still are running the uh, PureFlix. Um, you know, their their banner is still through Sony. So um, that's another good place for people to go. I do want to throw out real quick. I think you and I should talk again in the spring. I've got two other movies releasing. One's called The Reagan Movie. Dennis Quaid plays President Reagan. I played his pastor. And the other one is another movie I directed called Miracle in East Texas, a true story set in 1930. Um, it's a wonderful movie. I shot five other movies over the last year that will be out late next year or early 2024. I'm lined up for five more movies right now. So I got a very busy, I'm shooting in Dubai. I'm shooting in Thailand. I've got a couple of, so I'm, I'm staying busy. I'm not, I'm not slowing down. I've got a couple, since I've got your attention though, cause I, I do a lot of um, documentaries and I've got a wonderful documentary that came out two years ago. It was the number one doc for five months on Amazon. It's called before the wrath. So it, goes perfect with this movie, um, uh, Left Behind. So it, it was the number one documentary for five months before The Wrath. Um, also, I'm doing a follow-up uh, documentary with those guys. We're almost done with it right now. It'll be out this summer. It's called Eating with the Enemy. It's about the Last Supper, and I love that title, Eating with the Enemy. And another one I recommend for people is Against the Tide. Against the Tide is a movie documentary I shot in Israel with John Lennox. John Lennox is an apologist from retired math professor of Oxford. He's debated those atheists I talked about, like, like Hitchens and Dawkins and Singer. Um, and it's called Against the Tide, Proving God in a World of Science. I highly recommend that one. I call it Apologetics for Dummies Like Me. So it's a great, a great DVD to check out. What was that one called, that last one? Against the tide. Okay. Ooh, my daughter would like that. Proving God in a world of science. Because you and I know we are against the tide. Oh, yeah, for sure. You see the atheist tide that's just rolling over everything in mainstream media and television and movies. And Mm -hmm. Hollywood runs that, I'll tell you. And you see every government, let alone our own government, falling right in line with that right now. And we got a lot of evil going on in the world, guys. We can see it, and they, they don't care. Yeah, they are the place now. They do not care about their hypocrisy or their lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes me think of my daughter, the one who does the speech and debate competitions. She does them in a secular setting usually, and she's one of the only ones who her stuff she keeps it clean, you know. And she sticks to her her guns. And she's told me she, you know, has had some wrestling with that because she is still sixteen. Of like, okay, if I would just be willing to maybe go over to their side a little bit, I might do better. But it's actually been cool to watch God. Um, continue to bless her like she continues to place and you know and everything because I'm like nope you're you're a light in that dark world so that's amazing thank you for sharing all those uh documentaries in fact my kids will be thrilled because we are um we're we do a 21 day fast with our church at the beginning of every year and we're all fasting like media and all kinds of stuff but we gave them the one exception when we watched we were like okay we can watch left behind and i'm like you know what we can watch some of these i think these fit in the you know when they give us a good connection point afterwards and we're all talking about something that um that matters so anyhow this is super fun so let's go back to you made a comment earlier that you directed this movie do you normally uh, is this a normal thing for you to direct them or? Well, I'm directing more okay. and more now. I started directing back in my Hercules years. Okay. So it's always been something I've wanted to do. I mean, I enjoy it. I love it. I still like acting more, um, but I like doing it. I'm, I'm going to direct uh, two more this year and possibly a third one. Cause I know, I know with, uh, uh, left behind the team was very happy with this they're the the production office up there in toronto so they're writing the next one the follow-up to this one right now so we should be if, it, if things fall into place we should be filming this by september october this year the next left behind movie that's so cool uh the one you mentioned about east texas my husband's actually from east texas so i was like huh, that's funny it's a great true story in 1930 about the largest oil find in the history of the world it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing it's a true story yeah what town is it 
Um, Kilgore, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. He grew up in Longview, which is like right next to it. So sure. yeah. Um, oh, I'm loving this conversation. So can you tell me, uh, how you even got into acting? Um, uh, 11 years old. I grew up in Minnesota. Went to the, went to the Guthrie theater, very famous theater in Minneapolis. And we saw, it was a school, um, you know, it took three buses of fifth graders down there and it was the, um, Merchant of Venice. It was Shakespeare. Now I was 11. I don't know what the heck they were saying. Cause it was Shakespeare. And I was, <laughs> I, I don't know what it was, but I was completely mesmerized by it. And I told my mom, I said, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be an actor, you know, and th that's sort of, it's the seed was set. I didn't do anything about it until I got into college. Um, but, uh, it was always there. I think there was, there was a fear because I was a jock and we always made fun of those people in the nerdy drama classes. So even though all the best looking girls were in the drama class, I still, I didn't, I, I just, I, I think there was a fear that actually I got a great t-shirt on right now. If you can read it, it's freedom over fear. Okay. Mm, that's good. But, uh, uh, yeah, I made the decision. I started doing a lot of commercial work. Um, when I was in college, uh, Minneapolis is housed home to a lot of national headquarters from Best Buy to Target, the 3M, Pillsbury, all these places. So I got that all important Screen Actors Guild card. I had that SAG card before I moved to L.A. So I had no problem getting a commercial agent when I moved out there. I didn't know anybody when I made the move. So I just went out there and said, here I am. And uh, I worked my butt off. You know, it, it's called show business. It's not show show. And I treat it like a business. I had a double business major in marketing and advertising. So I say I market and advertise myself because the reality is you are your own product when you're an actor. So uh, um, I just went after it and didn't take, you know, a lot of, a lot of doors slamming in my face. But um, I tell people all the time, failure is a good thing. You can learn from failure quite a bit. Don't, and too many people, they, they run away from it. They, they just give up on life too easily. Yeah, for sure. I I love whenever the Lord uses um something that we're gifted at and just when you when you say yes and you're willing to put in the work, he just opens the right doors. That's always really cool. Do you ever I I just maybe need to because this isn't extremely relevant to our conversation. I need to have a one-off conversation with you sometime about my oldest daughter would like to go into acting. She's in theater and things like that now. Oh, good. So I'm curious if you've ever um and like I said, we can talk about this later if you want, but resources for Christians who want to go into that. Cause I'm it, that's just a, to me, a weird, a hard well, place kind of, or I, I would look at the people like, you know, that do movies that with a message, every movie is a faith-based movie. I yeah. mean, think about it. If you're an atheist, that's an incredible faith Yeah. to believe in nothing. That's unbelievable to me Yeah. <laughs> to believe that this is it and you die. And there's, I mean, to me, that's sad. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a very, there's no hope in their world at all. Yeah. And I think that's what's perpetuated so much anger and divisiveness and violence and over-sexualization, all kinds of stuff that's going on in the world right now. But, the, you know, but from what I do, from what the Irwin brothers do, they do great movies. I can only imagine was awesome, you know, <laughs> what the Kendrick brothers do. I mean, there's plenty of production companies out there that want to do family movies. There's 80 million homes in America that want the kind of movies that I do. Yeah. How do you get the message out to those 80 million homes? I need, yeah. I need an app. I need something that reaches these homes to say, Hey, here's the trailer. You decide for yourself. But I would say there's plenty of opportunity out there. You just have to go after it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to the movie. I could pick your brain all day long. Um, <laughs> I know. So as we are coming to close on time, what, uh, what is your heart for? What do you hope that people will take away? Like the core message from the movie? You know, I hope to make, I hope to make some read the, the book of revelation. Mm -hmm. I hope they do because yeah. I, I read it when I was 12 years old for the, when I read it for the first time and it scared the hell out of me. Yeah. I mean, it was like a super sci-fi book reading to me, you know? And I, I think that I think a movie like this, 
will will make people um, be at least be curious and to dive into the Bibles again and and just to read that chapter and, and hopefully that gets them to read more of other chapters. But I just think that there's such a strong message in here. The message I think that is the greatest because I look at my character in there. He found redemption. He knew that his his non-belief his his sarcasm towards his wife. He loved his wife. He loved his, his little boy, but you know, they went to church all the time. You know, he was a CEO Christian Christian. You know, he went to Christmas and Easter only was the only time he would go. If he went at all, he certainly knew where the church was. So um, I, six months, this is six months after the rapture. So it's six months of him trying to figure out what it was. And I, I, you know, I think he sat around for a while I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, he probably became an alcoholic for a little while. He just kind of gave up. He just, you know, he quit flying. He quit his whole life. And he's at a point in the movie when we pick up the movie where he's now sick of him just sitting around and he wants to find answers because he saw it happen. You know, even with his daughter, there's a great scene with his daughter and it's on the trailer, I believe as well. He says, how can we, how can we dismiss it now when we saw it happen right before our very eyes? So, you know, there was no magic trick. There were no aliens. There was, it was, it, it, it's going to happen guys. We just don't know when. Yeah. And it could be a thousand years from now, but I'll tell you the way the world is right now, it sure feels like it's around the corner. <laughs> I know it does. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And I, I don't want to do too many spoiler alerts for the listeners, but I did also appreciate that there was a pastor left behind. Uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm, I think. Because we know they're out there. Mm-hmm. Now, I do a lot of speaking events. I do mostly um, Christian education and pro-life. And there's always pastors in the audience. And I remind them um, that you work for God, not for government. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them become very woke. And churches have fallen apart from each other. They don't even want to work together anymore. All they want to worry about is their little flock. They don't want to They don't want to mix up with other campuses and stuff. And I'm going, guys, we need to work together. Yeah, You need to work together. Mm-hmm. What I love about the honesty of the pastor I have, um, he says, I'm not afraid to work my congregation down to a manageable size. And I love that because he speaks the truth. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the church has grown. Mm, yeah. so it's it's impressive to me. Yeah. Like people, churches need to wake up. Yeah. People are hungry for truth. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I think we're all kind of over the whole just half yep. truths or hidden truths and all the things. We're like, just be straightforward. <laughs> like, yeah. Tell the truth. Let's hear it. Um, okay. Any other final words of encouragement or anything else you want to share with the listeners before we go? You know, I always love to say, don't let anyone set your limitations. Too many people live in fear. The only person you have to fear is God himself. It's in the Bible. You don't have to fear anybody else. So you can't let that wreck your life and, and decide uh, that you're just going to do nothing that's positive. We can all do little things. People get overwhelmed. I go, you know what? You do one little thing makes a big difference. If you get 100 million people to do one little thing, oh my gosh, you got a tidal wave, guys. So people need to wake up and not give up so easily. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to just encourage everybody listening, definitely go watch. What's the the release date of the movie? January 26th. Go to leftbehindmovie.com, leftbehindmovie.com, all kinds of information there, and sorbostudios.com for information on the other things that we have coming up. Yeah, for sure. And I would encourage you, if you can, read, like you said, the book of Revelation, if you're able to, no. before or after, and then have those really great conversations. Definitely go with somebody Definitely invite all your friends, believers, non-believers, all the things, and have. There was a great. There's a great thing. We had, we had a youth pastor. I forgot to bring him up as well. When I was a kid, when I was a teenager, which was huge for my growth and and spirit as well. Um, pastor Lee was awesome. We had a, we had Wednesday night was teen night where we called the room. The room was upstairs in the church where all the other, but it was you know sofas and beanbag chairs. It was just a place to hang out. 
and, and talk. And uh, he always said, you know, when you read, when you read the book of revelation, it'll scare the hell out of you. And I thought, Oh, that's so great. I love, I love that. Yeah. But it's kind of what we need though. Sometimes, yeah, right. You know, it is. We I'm do. like, you, you got to read the whole thing, not just pick and choose your pieces. So nope. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Kevin, thank you again for taking time to come on. I was my encouraged. Pleasure. I've been encouraged by all your work. And again, um, in today's show notes and website, we'll have all the links to all the things and we just appreciate you. Thanks. Happy New Year to everyone. It is time for Let's Get Real Practical. This is the part of the show where we take the topic discussed with today's guest and we get into some practical steps you can implement into your life right now. Well, I'm keeping today's tip simple. Read the book of Revelation. Here's why I want you to do this. One thing I've noticed in counseling, but I think that You probably have noticed this as well in your own life. Oftentimes, people fear the unknown. So there are some situations where educating ourselves actually can reduce some fear because now we have the information. And so I want you to read that book of Revelation. Don't speed read it. Don't fly through it. Slow down. Take as much time as you need. Ask God to open your eyes and show you what he wants you to see. Remember, his perfect love, it cast out all fear. So if you feel fear around the return of Jesus, pray about it. Ask him what's at the root of that fear. I'm going to pray over you, but before I do, I do want to remind you that my book, Image Restored, is available for pre-order, and I am blown away by the response that y'all are already giving to this book and it hasn't even released. In fact, it's already hit number one in multiple categories on Amazon. And if you pre-order, you gain access to a private pop-up podcast where I am sharing words in due season directly from each chapter. All right, this is a special podcast and I want you to have access. To learn more, you can head to imagerestoredbook.com and the book trailer is also available on that page. Well, let me pray for you and then I'm gonna let you go. So Father, I thank you for every single person who is sitting under the sound of my voice. I thank you that your perfect love, it cast out all fear. Jesus, I thank you that you came and that you walked this earth, that you died for our sins and that you were risen from the dead and that you sent the Holy Spirit to be our helper. And Jesus, I thank you also that you are going to return soon and very soon. That is such a joy and a hope that we have to look forward to. I pray for anybody listening today who does not yet know you. I pray that you just draw them in as you always do. Soften their hearts, invite them into relationship with you, not out of fear, but out of just that love. We just bless every single person today in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, I pray that this Real Talk episode brought you one step closer to living free and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.